Hey Warriors, and welcome back to another episode of Worry Within. I do hope your week was great. Mine wasn't too bad. Got a few things done around the house. Um, it's been kind of chilly. Um, nothing too glamorous. We got quite a bit of rain. And then my family is going to be coming, or I should say my parents are going to be coming up for, to visit my sister and I, and even my sister's in-laws and stuff. So this podcast is going to be the last podcast for this year because next week is Christmas and the next week after that is New Year's and I'm taking all of next week off to focus on spending time with my parents and my sister and stuff like that so yes um I just want you guys to know it's been a great year thank you for all the support you guys have done uh from whether you're a subscriber, whether you just listen to my podcast every week, I do appreciate you. And I do appreciate the men that I've been able to get to hear from and the men that are in Discord. Like, like once again, uh, if you want to join the Discord, um, let me know. And if you join the Facebook page, uh, you can message me and I'll give you the link to get there. And there's a lot of new things that might be coming up. I do have one gentleman who really wants to start a small group on the Discord with a few guys in the beginning, and it's in trial. So it's not like just ever, all the guys are going to be joining this. It's going to be a few guys at a time because our goal is to create a bunch of small groups. And it would be really nice to see like, you know, three to five guys meeting together either through Discord or some other means, even if they're not in the same state. Just to have someone where they can come together in prayer, talk, go through life, uh, deal with issues, and be more on a personal level, a little bit more deeper personal level by doing that. However, our major goal with Warrior Within and the Discord in the future is that you will learn how that works as a small group so that you could take it to your real life. And find guys that are in your area and build something like that there. That has always been my major thing. Um, my goal was never to try to get all of you guys to join Warrior Within. And then I, I kind of have you guys as my group. The idea was I give you a place to connect and network, grow, learn from each other, pray with each other, talk to each other, be more open about things, and then also learn from that experience to take it to real life, creating those men's small groups in your area. So something to pray for, maybe even you've been thinking about it and you've been kind of wondering, you know, what that looks like, join the discord and you can start asking questions and, you know, I can get involved. Other guys will get involved and they can share their thoughts. It's pretty cool. Um, I do have to talk about one thing. I, I got a message saying, you know, did you notice this commercial that was, on my podcast guys i don't have control over my commercials okay that is run by spotify i don't know what spotify uses for commercials i don't have access to that i have no capability to tell them what to do or what not to do so i do apologize if it does offend you i don't have control over that part you know it's just like listening to you know a radio station i should can't even say that because it's not the same it's kind of like on YouTube, you know, you listen to somebody on YouTube, they have a commercial, they don't have control over their commercials. You know, most of the time the algorithm will try to connect towards whatever it is that they're doing, 
to be more connected to the ideology of that. However, this is being a men's podcast. They may think of algorithms that fit what men like to do. So I do apologize if it is something offensive to you. Um, it, it's, I, I did not choose that commercial. So just be mindful that if you're listening to the podcast and there's a commercial, um, I mean, I could try to tell them certain things, but it, they don't, it's, it's just algorithm based towards what it is. My podcast is so, so that being said, like I said, this will be the last one until next year. Um, I want to wish you guys a Merry Christmas and a happy new year. And today's episode is going to be about the idea of hitting the reset button. You know, many times in our lives, we have had things happen. We have struggled, we have had hardships, battles, and we wish so much that we could just hit a reset button. The choices we made, something we regret saying to somebody, maybe even divorce, maybe even a girlfriend mistreating, whatever it may be, we, there, there's always in the back of our heads, man, I wish I did not do that. I wish that didn't happen to me. I don't wish this on anybody else. That, that, that's kind of the mindset that comes through. And then when we read the scriptures, especially if we've been having a hard time, there's two things that usually come in our minds right off the bat. Man, we are horrible as humans. And why does it seem that everybody in the Bible has it together? And I don't mean everybody in the sense, everybody in the scriptures, but a lot of times when we, when we talk about like disciples, the prophets, it always seems like they're always like, I hate using the word, but more spiritual than everybody else. Right. And so we start thinking to ourselves, how can I be like that? There's no way. I mean, I'm not going to be used the same way. So there's no way I could be at that level. Well, I disagree. I do think that we can have a relationship with God as they did. I, I think it's a lot harder today only because of social media, because our culture has a lot of things to keep you busy. Um, we, I guess like in, in some ways, because of how easy it is to get involved into a lot of different things, we're also placed in a very high visual game world of seeing things all over the place and struggling with sin because it's more accessible and easier to get to, to we're a lot closer to each other, you know, in the whole times. Not everybody lived as close as they did now. People had their property, so they didn't see each other every day all the time. And they didn't have cars. And, they, you know, they took care of the animals. I mean, they were just, they were kept busy in a different way than we are today. Right? However, I do agree that we are horrible and we are sinners, but knowing Christ, we are saved by grace, right? But even as a Christian... Still think, man, I wish I could hit that reset button. Wishing I didn't make that mistake, wishing I didn't make that decision. But let's take a step back. You know, some of us may have gone through a lot of bad things in our past. Some of us may have had rough, you know, journeys that we've gone through or even going through now. 
how many times do we blame God for that? Because, you know, I can always say, hey, you know, think about Job. What did he do? Okay. You know, but, but be honest, how many times have we said, I don't understand, Lord, why you are putting me through this? And yet, when you look in Scripture, you could find in James 1 through 2, it states, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. I remember when I was told, when I was having a really rough time, I remember them saying, do you thank God? And I kind of looked at them funny, like, thank God for my struggles. And they're like, yeah, because those struggles God will use. Whether it's for you in the future, whether it's someone else who might be going through such a, a trial, or anything, have you thanked them? And I always found that super hard to do. And it's always like a big reminder because even like the struggles that we had with this move from finding a place to things just kind of not always working the way we wanted. I was still reminded because like I told you not too long ago that one of my friends here, she said that she gets excited when things get rough like that because God's going to do something. And I kind of sit there and I have to keep reminding myself, but do I thank him too? Do I count it all joy to go through these trials because it means that God's using it to build me up, help me. Even my recent friend who about to do a job change and all the stuff that has happened to him since last year from losing his mom to taking the next step and trusting God. It's scary, but he's excited. And as he's stepping forward, the enemy is trying very hard to kind of push him back to say, no, no, stay where you're comfortable. Look at bad things are happening because he want to make these decisions. But I know that God has a plan for him, and he's seeing it, and he's stepping in faith. The one thing I, I notice in the verses is steadfastness. Did you notice that after a testing of your faith, that that's what is created? Now, what does that mean? What is steadfastness? Dictionary says it's a firm in belief, determination, adherence. The biblical means to be fixed on. In Hebrew, it is the word kesed. Kesed. It's spelled C-H-E-S-E-D, but it refers to God's devout loving kindness and mercy and faithfulness towards us. As we grow in our faith, we discover God even more and understand his character. You see, through the trials that we go through, the battles that we face on a daily basis, God uses that to reveal himself to us more. 
And the more we look to him instead of our battles and our issues and start putting our identity in that, in those struggles, in our past, in the, the abuse that happened to us, the mistreatment that we had, we start creating that as our identity that we allow that to be fixated in our hearts and our mind. But when we recognize that, hey, I'm going through this trial, God says that he will be with me. God says he loves me. God says he'll provide. God says that even, you know, even to death, he, he, he can use to even save us, right? Uh, there will be trials, there will be hardships, but we have the Holy Spirit. We have God's word. We have his promises. We have the examples that people have gone through and they have, they've lived by faith and God did things. So this gives us insight in his love for us, just like a parent to a child. A child doesn't always have everything happen good for them, and yet the parent still provides everything that the child needs and to, to grow up into. And even in adulthood, you're, you still have your parents, if, if you're blessed, to have them still on this earth, to be there by your side as you go through life. But you also can find other people who can also be there for you too. You start learning the idea of church family, accountability, uh, connections, networks, and you start understanding the idea that faith is not a, a lone trip. However, in some cases, you do feel alone. Yet all of us have gone through a lot of situations. And we live in a sinful world. The evil that happens in this world, the evil that happens to us, the suffering, the struggles, the, the whatever you can think of, it happens because of sin. And we also got to remember that God is just and holy. So he allows us to go because of our free will to go through things based on the choices we make, based on other people's choices that they make. And yes, it may not be what we were hoping. And yes, it may be horrible. And yes, things could be bad. But it's because we live in a sinful world. People make choices. Yeah, but I was abused. I was sexually assaulted. How is that God's will for me? How is that part of purpose? Well, it's it's not part of his purpose for that to happen. But yeah, it does happen because people make choices well why didn't god protect me and that's a very hard question i don't have a full answer on that other than i do see what god can do when he takes a broken person who recognizes god's sovereignty allows him to heal that brokenness and then be used I've seen many people who start helping other people who have gone through that. I've seen them make a difference in the culture. I've seen them become prayer warriors. I've seen them become leaders of the church. I've seen them become excellent teachers <clears throat> because they recognize that they live in a broken world and only God can heal that. 
And God can use what evil that was used towards you for good. For his will and for your purpose. Because if we stick to why didn't God protect, we create an identity in feeling anger, resentment towards God. When in reality, God didn't do that to you. It's the people that did it. That's why in the New Testament teaches us to forgive. It doesn't say that we forgive and let them be a part of our lives. We forgive. Because if you hold on to the baggage, it's like I have mentioned before, Pilgrim's Progress, when he's going up to the cross, he takes off the baggage and lays it at God's feet. And now he's light again. Same in scripture. You, you, you cast all your burdens before him. You give up that baggage and God will take it. And then he will show you a path that's just absolutely different than what you thought because you have been basically blinded by all the problems that happened to you. And he will take that, those blinders, he'll take that smoke, that's that, the stuff that the enemy wants you to think, wants you to believe that God did this to you, wants you to believe that there's no way out, wants you to hold on to this identity, and God can remove that. Instead of being the word reset, we get to see Jesus create something new in you. The Holy Spirit will indwell you when you accept him as your savior. And then he will change you from the inside out because you're allowing God to take that baggage and remove it. And in some sense, it's like a reset button, but it's more like God takes what has happened to us. And he says, okay, you see what happened. Now you'll be aware and you'll see when it happens to someone else that you can step in. Or you could teach, or you can guide someone and disciple. That's why there's so many pieces to the to what's going on around us that there's a struggle in finding the right way of how we're supposed to deal with life. Because we're not discipling like we're supposed to. And we have a lot of broken people. We have a lot of broken Christians. We have a lot of people who are called into ministry as pastors and teachers who it's a hard battle to live through trying to minister to people man what God can do in us is amazing if we just allow it take a quick break because it makes me think of Joseph and the Bible and these verses is in Genesis 50, 15 through 21. Because we remember at the end, Joseph became second only to Pharaoh. He took care of all the food that, that was needed to keep it because of the famine that was coming. He, he was preparing Egypt for the big haul. But he also knew that other, other countries are probably going to need the food. So they stored a lot of it away. They stored a lot of things to make sure when that time came, there, there was enough food and water for everybody. But guess what? That also included his brothers and his father, right? 
in verse 15, it says, when Joseph's brothers saw that their father was dead. Now, this is way this is later on. They said, it may be that Joseph will hate us. Pay us back for all the evil that we did to him. You see, that's what happens sometimes with other people who do wrong to other people. They're terrified because they know what they have done. They made choices, right? The one we forgive, Joseph did. Makes it even more interesting. Verse 16, so they sent a message to Joseph saying, your father gave this command before he died. Say to Joseph, please forgive the transgression of your brothers and their sin because they did evil to you. Now please forgive the transgression transgression of the servants of the God of your father. Joseph wept, and they spoke to him. His brothers also came and fell down before him and said, Behold, we are your servants. But Joseph said to them, Do not fear, for I am in the place of God. As for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good to bring it about that many people be kept alive as they are today so do not fear i will i will provide for you and your little ones thus he comforted them and spoke kindly to them you see it's just so fascinating when you think about how we wish that all the choices that we made how we can reset how how things could just be different but what we went through is God preparing us for something? Sometimes it may not make sense right now. It may not come together in your mind, in your heart, why I had to go through what I went through. But he has a plan. And he knew that his brothers were going to sell him. It wasn't a surprise. Why didn't why did God have him go through that? Why didn't God just have him go? This is the plan that would have worked. Got trained. Remember, he got picked up by Potiphar's fa you know family, and he took care of the household. Then he got accused for something wrong. Guys, it's not going to always be easy. There's not going to be this easy track. There's not this one. One road trip that you go through, sometimes it's going to be hard. And you're going to battle. And there's going to be times where it could be years, it could be months, it could be weeks, it could, it could be decades. You know, I'm 41. I, I, I was hoping to be doing all this church stuff about 10, 12 years ago. But here I am at 41. We don't understand God's perspective, but yet God does amazing things. He has a plan. And if I had stopped to look at my life, instead of seeing how miserable it was and started recognizing God's movement through it, he was teaching. He was showing me. He was preparing me. He was training me. He was discipling me. And yet, you know, it's because I, I didn't see 
the worldly things that most people want. You know, I, I didn't have a full-time job for quite a bit of years. I didn't have the house like I was hoping. I didn't have the, you know, the nice car. I still don't have a nice car. You know, I'm still renting. I don't want to rent. I wish, I wish I had the money to buy a house that I want. There's stuff of this world that I would love to have, but yet God's still providing and taking care of us during this whole time. And yes, we had to count on other people. And yes, we had to, to basically take on the charity that others were willing to give. And it's hard. Because it doesn't, doesn't look right. It doesn't look like what a man's supposed to be like for his wife, according to the world. But as Joseph said, God put me where he needed me to be. So that he can save a bunch of people. He can save Israel. Because you remember, Joseph and his brothers are Israel. They're, they're, they're the different tribes of them. And if he wasn't where he was at, Israel would be in trouble. Wouldn't they? No food, no water. And I know some of you are like, yeah, but I'm not a Joseph. What, what, what would God want to use me for? Well, I don't know. Have you asked? And if you ask, are you paying attention? Because you do believe and you have faith and you are trusting. But a lot of times, you know, I hear people say, well, I asked, I asked, I asked. And then I go, okay, but did you listen? Did you pay attention? Are you obeying? Are you serving the lord are you obey, you know following his scriptures are you loving him are you changing your life allow, allow the holy spirit to change you because all that is a part of it it's not just i asked it's a, remember we talked about he's not looking for sacrifice he's looking for a willing heart an obedient heart Well, it's really rough. And so I, I understand I've been through a lot of crap in the past 10 years, but I was willing to honor him and still obey him. Even when I didn't want to, even when I was frustrated, even when it got harder and harder and harder. And I felt like there was no, no good coming out of this, but yet God still showed me the path and I was willing to obey and follow. You know, John 14, 15 through 21, it states, if you love me, you will keep my commandments and I will ask the father and he will give you another helper. And this is when he's talking to the disciples, that helper is capitalized for the Holy Spirit to be with you forever. Even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees nor knows him. If you chase after the world, they're not seeking out God. They're not seeking out Jesus. They're not trying to be godly. They're not trying to walk the truth. They're not trying to be people who are just and upright. They're, they're people for themselves, people for what they want in life. And they think they can reset their life anytime they want, you know, getting a divorce, changing their sex, um, chasing after other ideologies, trying to find themselves in everything. Uh, changing the way they eat. They, they use everything in this world because they want to reset. They want to reset. They want to reset. 
And God's like, I, I, I can give you what you need if you just accept me as your savior, because I could change you from within. I could show you the purpose I have for you. It says, you know, later in verse 17, you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. He's saying this to the Christians. And in verse 18, I will not leave you as orphans. I come to you yet a little while and the world will see me no more, but you will see me, Holy Spirit, because I live, you also will live in that day. You will know that I am in my Father, and you in me. I in you. Whoever has my commandments and keeps them, that means taking in God's word and all that he commands of us, and keeping them is obeying, doing them. He, it is who loves me. So by taking on his commandments, obeying, and, and that showing love towards the Father. Because he says, and he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. So we will be the reflection of Christ. They will see the Holy Spirit in us. They will see God's love in us. It means we won't look like the world. We are different. A gamer term is usually just diff. We are just diff. Because the idea is that someone that was so different in, in how they play, like they just like the, the weird skills they might have, whatever, they use the word they're just diff. In other words, there's just something about them that's just not the normal. We are not the normal. We will stand out, our actions will be different, our words will be different, our character will reflect Christ-likeness. There will be no doubt that there's something different about us. But we can't allow our past to be our identity and who we are. Because God will use what happened to us to mold us, to train us, to prepare us. He will take what was meant for evil for you and use it for good. But it starts with loving him, obeying him, and allowing him to change you. This is my cry to you. Are you willing to start this new year with this mindset? That today... You want to let God change you, and you are willing to obey. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for these guys. I ask you bless them. I ask you help them. I ask you encourage them. I ask that you change them. I ask that you do amazing things over this holiday, two weeks of time that they get to spend with family and friends, that they be willing, they, that they will be willing to let you change them. That you will allow them to not hold on to the identity of their past, but understand the future that they could have. They just allow you to change them and that they, they will obey you and that they are willing to do as you ask of them. Even if it's hard, even if it's not what they expected, but they're willing to do so. I ask, Lord, that you help me to be more mindful of my, my eyes, to listen with my ears, to pay attention to what you have planned for my wife and I. 
But I ask of these other guys the same thing that they're going to be going through this next year, that this year, that they can start refreshed with you starting now to see what you have planned for them. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Like I said, guys, I won't be doing another one until January, probably the week after January 1st. And I need you guys to enjoy you with your time of family, friends, whatever it is that you do over the season and the new year. And, and just remember to honor God with your actions, with your words in obedience and trusting and allowing him to change you to be the man that he needs you to be, to be the warrior you're supposed to be, to be the godly disciple of Jesus. And I will see you next time. God bless. Mm -hmm.